0: In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, We God, and the Lord bestow upon us His grace and His blessing, now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen. As we hear the Gospel and the Psalm today, which is an important reflection that the Church prepares for us at the end of the Coptic year. And because this is the last full month of the Coptic year, which is focused on the judgment of God, and focused on the call of God's people for salvation, we have a beautiful psalm, which is repeated in the Catholic Epistle Prayer of the Priest, inaudibly in every liturgy, and also in the Aspasmos hymn uh, during the season. O God of hosts, turn, look on us from heaven, and behold and visit this vine. Restore that which your right hand has planted. This psalm speaks about many things at the same time, similar to some of the other psalms in Scripture. The first one is speaking about the people of God, who are the vineyard that the Lord has planted from the days of old, and He is requiring from it the good fruit. And it also represents the soul, specifically, which is planted by God, and it also is expected to reap for the fruit. It it represents, especially in this time, the Church of God, uh, and that's what we hear in the silent prayer, when the priest is praying, saying, This is your vine, these are your people, which you have planted. Feed them, bring forth upon them fruit. There is another unique call, which is most appropriate for the ordination today, that refers to the ministry and fellowship of the Lord. St. Paul says that when he was in Jerusalem, when James, Peter, and John, who seemed to be pillars, perceived the grace that had been given to me, they gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, that we should go to the Gentiles, and they to the circumcised. It is similar to what we always hear, the partner in the apostolic ministry, what we refer to as the bishop or the metropolitan, who is serving together with his holiness, and all the bishops that apostolic ministry throughout the world. Today, this this psalm, as mentioned, has a special meaning through the appointment of God for a new blessed servant to serve in his vineyard. And this, as you will hear, always begins with a calling. As you will hear our Father, the Metropolitan, say, we call you with a name, as a deacon, and later... Next week, priest in the city of God, which is uh, Los Angeles, the Diocese of Los Angeles. And this is the three things that are important for every ordination the name, the service, and the place. This is what God fulfills, as He says in the book of Revelation I will give you a new name. This new name, which is the name of every Christian, he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in my in the temple of God. And he shall go out no more. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down from heaven, from my God. And I will write on him my new name. This is what he told the angel of Philadelphia, that keep what you have and you will receive this blessing, and no one will be able to take away your crown. It also refers to the new work and the new service. The deacons were appointed in those days to minister to the sick and the needy, because when the amount of the, of the those needs had grown and the apostles could no longer serve effectively the word of God, um, as they were accustomed, so because of that need, they needed to appoint a new uh, office which was the office of the deacons to help in the bishop, the bishop in his service. and also it was appointed as we mentioned to a specific place. Saint. Paul when he was serving in Bithynia, he wanted to go to Bithynia. He was nearby um, which is uh, the ancient place before it was called renamed Nicaea and Constantinople in between that area. So he was serving in the ancient area of Nicaea and wanted to go in the region of Constantinople. And it said the Holy Spirit had prevented them. One of the reasons the people in uh, Bithynia were very poor and in great need. um, But the main reason was because that was going to be the area in which St. John was going to serve. And the Lord had appointed a certain area for St. Paul to serve and for the other apostles and that's why St. Paul said I didn't go to the region when another apostle had established the work but how does God work in our life in the same way he gives us a new name especially in the time of baptism sometimes there's another appointment he gives us a new a service a ministry that transforms our life in those who are around us. And he gives us a place in which we are to do this. Now that place can change from time to time and that's why when we hear the calling very clear it is also appointed to the place in which he should serve. St. Paul heard the call and the Lord told him you'll be an apostle to the Gentiles. And he would go from place to place as the Lord had guided and instructed him um, and as we mentioned in the book of Acts there were certain areas that he wasn't going to serve and certain areas that he needed to serve when he had that closed door in Bithynia the Lord had he had a vision in the night of the Macedonian man who told, said come across and help us and immediately he knew this was the voice of God and he went to Macedonia and that's where the church was waiting for him to be established and as you heard in the Acts today that the people who were traveling with St. Paul towards the end of his earthly ministry were from uh, this area, Macedonians who are Paul's travel companions. They had loved and were transformed so much they left everything, many of them, to serve with the Apostle St. Paul. But the question is, do you know that what is your calling? Yes, we are called to be Christians. That is the general call. But everyone also has a specific call. For the ordained there's a very precise call and place. But for each of us who are Christians, we still have a call. And many people live many years of their life without knowing specifically what is their call and their purpose. One time I was uh, at, after I was recently ordained, I attended uh, one of the conferences, the conventions, um, and it wasn't a large one, but I had the opportunity to sit with each one. And what was unique is that each one of them had this issue. Lived several years, maybe very successful in their career, but still uncertain of what is God's call for them. And this, if it is not clear, not only we can't function, but if we really want, which most of the people do desperately desire, to help others, that we can't fully help others if we don't understand exactly what we are called to do and what is our purpose and in the general call and purpose there's also a daily call each day, what is the Lord calling you to do to come to the church to partake of his body and blood to participate in the blessing of a new servant maybe even to proclaim the gospel to those who are in darkness to heal the sick to do and to visit those who are in prison not necessarily physically imprisoned spiritually imprisoned or imprisoned in thoughts that are plaguing and destroying a soul each day we have many ways if we understand well what are our first two callings we can help in the daily call that is why the Lord allowed us to be in this place in this time for us to do His will and the Christian who understands this it will be like the Lord Jesus Christ going about doing good in every place, transforming the places in which we live, the cities in which we live, the places where we work, because we know that where we are, God has called us, and God has asked us to do the this will for us. And the more that we are walking with this sight, this vision, the more that we are hearkening to His will and we will be navigating in a way that wasn't our traditional, our expected way, the place in which we wanted always to go. As the Lord said, we'll lead you to a place where you didn't want to go. I'll ask you to do things that you didn't want to do, that wasn't convenient um, or uh, comfortable as we like. but if it is His will, then we will go and do it. And the men of Gibeon sent to Joshua at the camp of Gilgal, saying, Do not forsake your servants. Come up to us quickly. Save us and help us. For all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us. This was similar to the Macedonian call. Joshua had his uh, call, and he was working, but in the middle of his call, there were people who said, Come and help us. We are in great need. Able to identify what is God's request for him, He ran as the angels to minister and to do his will. We all have a specific call. And many people ask, well, how can I hear if I don't know that second call? I can't do the third call. And the second call needs some attention, some time. Even to leave as St. Paul, when he had heard that call, he was blinded for three days. He was fasting and praying just to listen and to understand what God wanted from him for the rest of his life. And the whole church is grateful for those three days and later three years that God had used to speak and equip the blessed St. Paul to do his work and his ministry. I was reading yesterday, there was a sermon that St. Basil the Great had given in yesterday, many years ago before that on the feast of St. Julita and we don't know much about the saint, she was a very wealthy uh, woman, a widow and uh, someone had come to take all of her property um, and when she was in, so that she could not respond they took her to court and in the middle of the court the uh, the, the person who was accusing her said she's Christian so instead of uh, being an issue of property it was an issue of faith and she was uh, very quick to pronounce her faith and she was martyred immediately thereafter and on one of the occasions St. Basil was preaching on the feast in that time they would stay all night in vigil for the celebration and uh, he would speak the bishop would come and speak equipping the, the, the congregation with one of the virtues of the martyrs. And on this occasion, St. Basil told them and spoke about prayer, the importance of praying continually. And basically what he said is that it's not just for the monks and the nuns to pray continually. And these people had spent the night in prayer, so he said that when you are fulfilling the will of God, when you are obeying His call, Then, this is the work of prayer. This is the work of the fulfillment of worship. And he said, when you're in the middle of the night, he said, don't spend the whole night sleeping, which I know some of you feel very easily, and some of you, it is a challenge. So he says, when you are awake, then pray, and combine your night with prayer and sleep. And in this way, when you awake, you will fulfill. This was what he was speaking in uh, the understanding of how to fulfill the will of God. The newly ordained, blessed deacon and priest, we have a lot of things to pray for. And the obligations of the service keep us like St. Paul. Even in his dreams, God is telling him what he needs to do in the next day. And he is awake with holding the congregation, the people of God before the altar all of the needs for the salvation of his soul and for those whom he serves and when he serves faithfully all of his congregation they also offer faithful petitions and the glory of God is seen not 10, 30, 60, fold as we see with the, those who came before us In the Day of Judgment, we will give an answer. Not just the priests and the deacons and the bishops. Yes, we have the answer. There's a long list for us. But for every Christian, the same what we answer, we give an answer and account to, is fulfilling this will of God. How have you spent the years of your life before God fulfilling what He wanted from you? What He asked. Someone said, I didn't understand. It wasn't very clear. So we'll say, but I kept asking. I kept trying to communicate to you very specifically what I wanted from you. It needs a quiet heart to hear the voice of God and to quickly respond when He speaks. We may hesitate a little bit, like Gideon, who kept asking for a sign after that, and the Lord fulfilled. <clears throat> or we may Go quickly, and because we didn't hear very carefully, we can do uh, some uh, errors along the way, like Abraham. But the Lord was faithful with them, saw what they wanted, and He worked with them until they were glorious in His sight, doing His will wherever He asks and however He has. May the Lord bless us with every spiritual blessing. Lord be to Him now and ever and to the eternal ages.